Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I'm Christy Graham, and today I'm going to be introducing you to some of the most valuable parts of Samaritan's Purse. The kids. They're really not kids. They're grown adults, but they have grown up with a parent serving in Samaritan's Purse. And now a couple of these actually serve full-time with Samaritan's Purse. So I thought it would be great to hear their perspective, hear their stories. And as a mom, I know I am on my knees in prayer um, and in the word for how to raise my kids. Um, And it is a humbling, challenging, but I also go to godly mentors and godly people for wisdom and counsel and how they did it. And so today I'm flipping it and asking some people that have grown up in the ministry, how did they do it? How did their parents involve them? You know, just practical input. So I think you'll enjoy whether you're a parent raising young kids or if you've already raised them, I think this will be a good dialogue for everyone to listen into. So um, I'm gonna intro- or have them introduce themselves. I have three um, grown adults that have grown up in Samaritan's Purse. Um, I just want you guys to each introduce yourselves and maybe what your parent did within Samaritan's Purse and then what you now do. Um, so Dustin, if you can start us off, that'd yes. be great. Thank you for having me. My name's Dustin Curley. I work in our security department at Samaritan's Purse and been here about eight years. My mother started in 1988. So I was three years old at the time. And I think if I remember correctly, she was hired as a receptionist and worked the front desk here in the administration building. And then from there, she moved to the mail room for a brief time. And again, in those times, she, um, the staff did a little bit of everything. Uh, she told me she even, well, they, they opened mail and she said she even cleaned the restroom. So mm-hmm. they did a little bit of everything. There was 20 some people when she was hired and her name's Dolores and now she's an assistant in the president's office. And she's been in that position for probably 15 years plus, mm-hmm. so. Okay, we have Katrina Hicks. Um, Yeah, I'm Katrina Hicks, and um, my mom started working at Samaritan's Purse um, about 38 years ago, and um, I was nine years old at the time, and uh, so um, there were about five people here when she started working here, and um, I have been uh, in the travel department. I started working here. I've been here 25 years, and... um, I am the director of travel. I started out in projects, um, and my mom is still here. And she started out as um, working in data entry, and she now works in the president's office um, as well. And then we have Jake Chastine. Hey, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, so my father started working here in 1994, and I was born in '95, so I've He's been working here longer than I've been alive. Um, but he started out, I think he was direct, the first director of Operation Christmas Child, and then he's currently in the legal department right now. Mm-hmm. And you don't work for Samaritan's Purse, but um, tell me how did growing up with your parent working here maybe impact what you wanted to do with your life? Yeah, correct. I don't work here, but my dad's obviously heavily involved in mm-hmm. He always kind of took us um, to the warehouse and involved us in his work. And just growing up in Samaritan's Purse, I've gotten a, a kind of a 
global perspective, mm-hmm. even though it's in a very small town in Boone, North Carolina, in the mountains, you kind of, from an early age, I got the importance, the message of the importance of the gospel and to share it to other people. And I think that was that was a huge part of my upbringing, seeing my dad give his life to um, this ministry. And I do want to come back and work for Samantha's Prayer. So that's actually one of my goals, but mm. kind of like your husband, I want to go to school and then I hopefully um, I'm going to try to get in the Navy and mm. then, you know, build myself up and then come back as an asset, being mm-hmm. able to um, really do something cool for Samaritan's Purse. So mm-hmm. that's, that's my dream. So I, I love, I love Samaritan's Purse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I wanted to bring you guys in because obviously as a parent, you know, we're only required for the input. We are not required for their output and what happens with them, that is God, you know, to convict. But I love the way that all of you, not only do you love the ministry, you know, you don't resent it, you know, you don't resent what your parents did or resent God, um, but you love it and you want to be a part of it. So Dustin, can you tell me, um, cause you have worked elsewhere, but come back. Um, can that's you tell correct. me a little bit about that and yes, how maybe absolutely. growing up changed what you wanted to do with your life? Well, when I was growing up, I, I didn't have any interest in working here. And I don't mean that mm-hmm. in a negative way. Mm-hmm. It, it was just never put on my heart. Uh, and then as a uh, young adult, I felt the call to, to serve in a law enforcement capacity. Mm-hmm. Went to school, got out, couldn't find a job in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And I noticed uh, actually a job in a warehouse in World Medical Mission that had posted and I applied for mm-hmm. it, and the Lord led me here. Mm-hmm. And through that, um, again, keeping my law enforcement certification active and, and, and being involved in training with the local law enforcement here, I, I did apply for a job in our security department and was hired. Mm-hmm. Several years later, I was offered a job at our local sheriff's office, mm-hmm. and I took that position and left. And I was only gone for six months. Mm-hmm. I believe that the Lord allowed me to do that to show me that that really wasn't His plan. Hmm. Uh, um, but but His plan is for me to be here, and and I can't think of a a better place and, and better people to serve and to provide protection for than the mm-hmm. folks here at Samaritan's Purse. It's a wonderful ministry, and mm-hmm. and I love it. And and kind of going back to your question earlier, um, how did how did it impact me or or growing up? I heard about more people coming to know Christ through this ministry than, than any other mm-hmm. ministry, any other, and I don't mean this negative, um, but again, growing up in church, I still didn't hear about, I still didn't see and hear about that many people coming to know Christ. So mm-hmm. with mother being here mm-hmm. and hearing those stories, and like you said, Jake, it's, it's, you see a worldly perspective. And I remember mom used to just talk to me about how big God really is. Mm-hmm. And she was seeing that through this ministry, and I and I and I couldn't see it until I came here, hmm. and to see how God works in people's lives, and see how God works for people in other countries, mm-hmm. you know that you just don't see. Mm-hmm. Like he said, this is the mountains, Little Boone, North Carolina. You just don't realize how big this ministry is and how big God is, and and with Mother being here, as I was maturing in my faith. I was able to to really see how how big God is and and, and how this ministry works and, and and it's been it's been an honor it really has. Mm-hmm. So. 
and speaking to watching the ministry grow and how it works. Katrina, I would love to know, you've been here so long. How have you seen the ministry grow over the years? Um, oh my goodness. Well, <clears throat> when I, um, my mom first started working here, uh, when I was nine, um, the, everybody was just in one big room. I mean, the mail room was the same room as data entry and that was pretty much it. <laughs> and, um, watching, um, how things were done back then. And then when I came here to work 25 years ago, um, we were still a lot smaller than we are now. There was mm -hmm. only about 40, 44 people. And um, the first year that I started uh, was the same year that Jake's dad started. Mm -hmm. And um, we were the only two people who did OCC, Operation Christmas Child that year. And um, when I say that, what I mean is we took the phone calls, um, wow. and there were a lot of them. Um, it had been uh, put out there on a on a um, the television and um, I, I, one of the shows, and um, people just started calling in, wanting mm -hmm. more information so they could send in shoeboxes. And um, I just remember um, Todd and I took calls all day long. I mean, that was we started wow. in September and we took calls. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's all cool. day long, and. Um, I would, we would take down the names and the addresses uh -huh. and on sticky notes and we would put them all over our cubicles. And at the end of the day, around two, three o'clock, we would take those sticky notes all downstairs here in this building, which w was where the mailroom was. And we would fill those orders mm -hmm. and um, we were it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was Operation Christmas Child that year. Wow. And um, so to, uh, have been just so blessed to be able to see how it has grown and um, and to go over and see how they process shoe boxes now mm -hmm. and how they do things is just amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that we even have shoe boxes that we can send to people so they can fill them up. Mm -hmm. I mean, before people, you know, we had to explain to people, wrap the top separate from the bottom mm -hmm. uh, because it wasn't one of our shoe boxes that was attached. It was just right. a real shoe box. And um, they had to wrap the top separate from the bottom so we could still open them mm -hmm. and see what was in it. And, um, but yeah, it's it's been awesome. Such a blessing to see how it's grown over the years and just how God's hand has been on it, mm -hmm. um, this whole ministry. And, um, and you know, I, I want to go back to what Dustin was saying um, about um, how it has impacted your faith. Um, I grew up here in Boone, too, mm -hmm. and it is a small town. And I don't think if my mom hadn't came to work here that I would have, I don't know that I would have ever really truly understood the Great Commission hmm. the way that I do. Hmm. Um, you just, you know, you we're Christians, we, we go to church, um, but it's different when you, you, you live in a small town and, mm -hmm. and that's, what, that's all you do, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, coming and being able to work here and, and being here when I was younger um, and just seeing how many people can be reached. Mm -hmm. um, it just, it really changes your whole life. It changes your whole outlook. Um, it changes your biblical perspective of life. Um, it's just been amazing, and I'm just so thankful for it. Mm. That's awesome, and that's 
that's part of why I wanted to bring you guys in here because I want my kids to love and, and appreciate the ministry and what God's doing and not resent it mm. um, for taking their dad away or sin, you know, but um, I love how you said that. So I want to ask all of you, um, what did your parents do to involve you in the ministry and how did they, yeah, share what, what Samaritan's Purse was doing? How did they make it tangible to you as a child? So when I was, I think, early teens, we went to Mexico on a distribution. We stayed there a week, I think. Hmm. And um, so that was awesome. We were with the Harrelson family mm -hmm. and the Little John family and us. And so all the dads were there. Um, hmm. So that was a great memory. And I really got to see what um, Sarah's person, Operation Christmas Child, did mm -hmm. on the ground. Um, but we also, was in the warehouse, warehouse packing shoeboxes and helping the processing. We this, I would come into work and hang out with Dad sometimes mm. when I was younger, and he'd always kind of talk to me and fill me in because I was always curious what he's doing. Mm -hmm. um, but it was it was great. He he definitely took the the steps to involve me and my whole family mm -hmm. and my mom. Every everyone just really our whole family. So it was it was great. It was fun. Mm -hmm. a good blessing. Mm -hmm. My mom, um, when I was younger and she started working here, um, would bring me um, when I was out of school in the summers. Mm -hmm. um, I would stay. I would stay with her at work mm -hmm. a lot, and um, I can remember um, I would sit in the floor beside a Granddaddy Furman, who would always sit and do the mail, and um, they would have me flip envelopes because they they folded everything by hand, they stuffed everything by hand, mm -hmm. and when I say flip envelopes, you would just kind of shuffle them and pull the tabs up. Hmm. And um, I can remember uh, one time um, after I started working here, Franklin was introducing me to somebody, and um, I think, actually think it was Ricky Skaggs, and he said, Katrina's uh, been here, and uh, she's been flipping envelopes since she was 9 or 10 years mm -hmm. old, and she still flips envelopes. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> job title. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I just remember, even from that, I, I don't remember ever wanting to work anywhere but Samaritan's Purse. I just loved it. I loved the atmosphere. I loved um, the people. Everybody was just like one big family. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, yeah, so that was one of my, my first memories is, mm -hmm. is sitting there in the mail room, which was just the room that everybody was in, and uh, watching people work doing mm -hmm. the mail. Mm -hmm. My mother brought me and my sister in as well, but I don't really remember doing anything productive. <laughs> uh, when she was working up front, if you come in the in the lobby to the administration building, it's got those big windows up top. Mm -hmm. I, I remember me and my sister would take rubber bands and try to shoot rubber bands up and get them to land on the windowsill. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I don't remember um, helping out much with the mail, but I, you know, she did bring me and my sister in maybe on a snow day or, or maybe um, in the summertime, like you said. But I, I don't remember doing much other than just kind of hanging out and staying quiet. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, uh, I remember as a child, whenever we, they started doing the company picnics, we had them at a place out here called Camp Sky Ranch. 
And that was before the Grandfather Mountain thing came about. And I remember going out there as a kid and doing things. And then again, I remember being involved with Operation Christmas Child as a kid as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and I really, as a kid, didn't fully grasp what mm-hmm. what all went on here and what, I, what all my mom did. My dad, he was a police officer, and I knew exactly what that was about. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize how big this was and, and how important these positions are here mm-hmm. and how important this ministry is. I, I didn't quite get it as a mm-hmm. kid. But now, now I do. And mm-hmm. now and looking back, I, I can see it. Mm-hmm. But, but as a kid, I, again, I still didn't. Mom would come home and talk about it, talk about things, talk mm-hmm. about meeting mm-hmm. on Ricky Skaggs' call today. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it was always somebody, Dust Boone people, a famous person, mm-hmm. called in today, and she would tell me about it. But I, again, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do now. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad to be here. Again, it's a wonderful ministry. It's good to grow up here. I love hearing the stories because, you know, now we can show our kids, mm-hmm. yeah, videos or things on the website. You know, it's so easily, it's more accessible, I guess, mm-hmm. to bring them in and help them catch the vision. Or this podcast, you know, this part of why I want to do this is so that the kids could listen and be introduced because I think that is the beauty here. I know everybody I meet is awesome, you know, and it's just great to meet. So it's good that they brought you in to meet the people they're working with and share their stories. But I think it is a little easier now to involve the kids. Um Sure. So it's it's interesting to hear how you were introduced as a kid. Um, so Jake, I know um, your dad traveled a little bit. Um, so yes. can you talk about that and how maybe that impacted your family? Yeah. So my dad traveled early on when we were younger, and then as we got older, he tried to to mitigate his travel schedule. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he did he did some traveling and. When he was still involved with Operation Christmas Child, he would take our family. When the Charlotte Processing Center opened, mm-hmm. we would, I think it was multiple years in a row, we would take our family down to a condo and stay in there for a week or two while he worked up there. Um, and that was always a great memory. Because mm-hmm. um, you guys were homeschooled. So we, he was yeah, able we were to homeschooled. Take you. So my mom was able to mm-hmm. um, get our curriculum and teach us anywhere she wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, and then dad could have our whole family there and not have to, it was just really awesome for a whole family. But mm-hmm. he did he did do some international travel. Um, but and like How I did said, that impact you or how did he intentionally, you know, stay a part of your life when he was gone a lot? Yeah, um, I say he, he did travel a lot, but I always was updated, I knew where he was mm-hmm. and he was mm-hmm. always, he'd bring me home something from Kenya mm-hmm. or share stories and I never felt like he was gone for for too long mm-hmm. um, because I would always be connected through him somehow or mm-hmm. look forward to hearing his stories and uh, it was it was always exciting when he came back and mm-hmm. a whole family would be like hey dad can you tell us about your trip mm-hmm. um, but gave you more of a global perspective yes um and so I, I love how you guys share how you guys were able to come along because I know now, you know, the Processing Center has uh, age limit or requirements. You know, now I think we it's become so much more tight, you know, and they can't, you can't just bring your kids. I can't even bring my kids to a Processing Center now yeah. unless I'm on an official visit, but which is good. We have guidelines and restrictions, but I love hearing because you guys got to kind of grow with the ministry. Um, so I want to hear 
how you felt God calling you, how you're, con- I know you, most of you said how you're connected with the ministry now, but how did you feel like through growing up with it, how did it change or put a calling on your life? How did God use that to kind of direct what he wanted to do with your future? Well, I'll have to say again, I, I wasn't, as a child, I didn't, and as a young adult even, I, I didn't have, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but I, I didn't have the desire to work here. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. Um, but the Lord has a plan, and the Lord, He guides us and directs us, mm-hmm. and and He point, he, he puts us on the right path. Um, and He led me here. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom said that I made a comment one time. I don't remember saying this to her, but after I'd applied for a job here, she told me that I made a comment to her and said, quote, Mom, I did grow up around here. Why wouldn't I want to be a part of this ministry? Hmm. I don't remember saying that to her, mm-hmm. but she tells me that mm-hmm. after I applied for a position, I was talking to her about it, that, that that's what I said. Um, and, and I believe that. I mean, it's it really feels like home. Mm-hmm. It does. So. But... Again, as a as a child or as a kid, I didn't I didn't see myself being here. Mm-hmm. Praise God, I am. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, from the time that I was really young, um, I just I just knew what this is where I wanted to be. I loved um, everything they did. I mean, it just, it just seemed like the coolest place to work. Mm-hmm. And that's really all I ever wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I wanted to be here. And um, I'm just so thankful that, that he made a place for me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have anything, Jake, any way that God has led you, even to go, you're going back to school mm-hmm. medically, yes. is what you want to do? Yeah. So I think God has used my dad's work here in our family's lives tremendously. Um, I think looking at him dedicating his life to a Christian ministry. Mm-hmm. He, he's an attorney and that's what he practices law. And I've, I've asked him like, Hey, what did you do before you moved to SP? He's like, yeah, I worked for a law firm. And he, I asked him like about just financially, cause I'm a, I'm kind of financially minded and wanted mm-hmm. to know like, uh, kind of just that aspect. And he's like, yeah, I could be making a lot more, money somewhere else but I just felt called here Mm -hmm. and so from an early age um, I saw my dad not really work for Mm -hmm. for for money or himself but he 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 dedicated himself to what he felt called to Mm -hmm. and a purpose and so I think that was huge for me and my family to just see my dad giving his life to the ministry and kind of has planted a seed in me like I you know it's not about money reputation fame whatever it's about the, God's calling on your life and like what are you doing in your life that will mm-hmm. be, be lasting mm-hmm. and eternal so yeah my my I'm going to PA school at University of Florida and then hopefully after that get a couple of years under my belt and experience and then mm-hmm. I definitely plan to Lord willing, you know, Lord directing my steps. Hopefully mm-hmm. I'll be back here one day. That would be a huge blessing and something I would be excited about, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is awesome. 
Um, so you all mentioned Operation Christmas Child and how in the beginning, how small it was. And now, you know, the Lord has blessed it. Um, can you talk about maybe involvement you've had with giving out shoeboxes or uh, packing shoeboxes? Has that always been a part of your life? Yeah, Christy, I have something I can share about Operation Christmas Child. My, my family, that being my, my dad, my mom, and my sister, myself, went to Dwayne Gaylord's house, and he's retired now. I believe he retired a few years back. He was the vice president broadcast, correct? <laughs> and went to his house. I remember it was, it was warm, but we had to set a winter scene. And there's like a <laughs> fireplace going. I remember it being really hot mm -hmm. there. I was only eight or nine years mm -hmm. old. And we packed shoe boxes, mm. and they filmed us. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, from start to finish. And these, and this video was put together and and given out to churches all over the United States. I want to feel like that it was aired on television, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe that was just my parents told me that to think I was famous <laughs> or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was it, it was given out um, all over the United States and. That segment of that video was actually used for several years in a row. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of my, um, I mean, that's the earliest mm -hmm. uh, I could have been involved with Operation Christmas Child mm -hmm. um, was in that video. And I actually still have a copy of it on VHS. It's kind of neat to have. Um, and a few other things. Um, the first nine years of Operation Christmas Child, they processed shoeboxes in the World Medical Mission Warehouse mm -hmm. um, here on our Boone campus. And I've been told that the very first year that they processed 28,000 shoeboxes, which to me is, a, is kind of a big number considering mm -hmm. it's the very first year. Um, 28,000. Wow. And again, they processed shoeboxes down there for the, for the first nine years that Operation Christmas Child was in existence, and again, that was before they built the new processing center across the street. Um, and a dear friend of mine who's retired, works part-time, Keith Perry, he was over the warehouse for World Medical Mission the first nine years, and he told me that they would shut down their World Medical Mission operation and change roles hmm. and, and work for Operation Christmas Child mm -hmm. during the processing season. And he told me they were processing maybe 250 to 300,000 shoe boxes in the World Medical Mission Warehouse prior to uh, when they built the new processing center. Wow. So kind of some neat background. I, I do remember a video also, Operation Christmas Child put together, and, and, they, and they shot a segment in the warehouse, the World Med Warehouse, and they had Shoe boxes stacked on like um, gurneys, like mm -hmm. medical gurneys, and you know different types of medical equipment. They had shoe boxes where they were moving them around the warehouse. Mm -hmm. So, that's so yeah, it's awesome. pretty neat. So that's why I love the early stories where yes. everyone wore mini hats and mm -hmm. just rolled up their sleeves and involved their family. Mm -hmm. And and now we obviously can't do that. You know, we can't put our kids to work or get them involved. So I guess that's why I want to know too. How can we share that vision with our children? Um, you know, is there something that your parents did or said or a scripture or a mission statement that your family had to help you know we are serving together? Because that is my goal with my, you know, our kids is to involve them and show them you are a part of this ministry. You know, you may never get to step foot in the office and help, but you are helping send your parents. So how, is there something that you can think of, either a scripture, 
that was a long-winded question, uh, mission statement or something that you, your family allowed you to be a part of the ministry and the Great Commission, like you said. Yeah, I, I feel like what my family and my dad working here told our family is, is basically the Great Commission hmm. and also just it wasn't a, a particular verse or a scripture or a, a mantra that they told us every mm-hmm. day or my dad, but it was just more of a, a life filled with with service and mm-hmm. Christ. And um, my dad led our family through, through the word. And mm-hmm. um, he, he just made it clear that the reason why I was here is to share the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's why God has blessed Samaritan's Purse um, so much is because SP would be willing to go into the darkest of places um, and help the humanitarian needs, but also share Christ mm-hmm. um, with people. And so I think that was, that was always what my dad told us. And it was mm-hmm. very transparent through the family, through everyone at work and everyone was on the same page and everyone knew what Samaritan's Purse was about. It wasn't, blurry or not clear like mm-hmm. and I think that's why God bless it mm-hmm. sharing Jesus's name in the darkest of places mm-hmm. and I'll have to say that there's there's no doubt about it that working here has brought me closer to God and mm-hmm. it's strengthened my faith and I know that did that with my mom too which which I know made her more committed in, in prayer mm-hmm. for me um, you know talking about it being as a as a mother and having children. I mean, I know that it made her a more godly mother mm-hmm. being here because I, I know that it strengthened her faith mm-hmm. working here. Mm-hmm. And, just, and it has mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it brings a, a it, it's a challenge. I mean, you know, there, there's, it, it, it's a challenge that the Lord puts on us, you know, and, and I'm going to do the same for my kids. I mean, I'm going to pray for them and, and hope that God will guide them. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, I don't, I don't know uh a real verse, but I would have to say, um, if, there, if there's any verse that I, that I could um, quote to my children, it would be Proverbs: um, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean mm-hmm. on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path." Mm-hmm. So that's what I can pass on to mine, mm-hmm. because again, Mom has showed me. Mm-hmm. That the Lord does direct our paths, and if we're mm-hmm. faithful to, the, to God, that, that He will He'll take care of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, one of the the biggest things that um, that I have learned from from growing up here, and and just the the faith that's been instilled through um, this ministry, through my parents, um, and and Jake touched on this a little bit, but um, is um, meeting the people's needs mm-hmm. and um, you know if they're hungry how can they hear what you have to say mm-hmm. you know um, just feeding them first giving mm-hmm. giving them their meeting their physical needs mm-hmm. first and then um, being able to share after those needs are met um, you know the gospel and um, and you know being able to meet their spiritual needs as well mm-hmm Well, thank you all for making time out of your busy schedules to come and sit. Um, I just love gleaning wisdom from your families. um, And just, yeah, as we raise our kids, um, 
allow them to be a part of this. And so I hope this encourages families to bring their kids in. They are part of this mission and this great commission. Um, is there anything else you wanna share as we close, as you've watched Samaritan's Purse grow over the years and you've watched God move? Is there any other story that comes to mind before we wrap this up? No? Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Again, as a, we really appreciate your wisdom. Um, You have so much just insight to offer. And um, I just loved hearing each one of your stories. And um, just, yeah, as we raise our kids within Samaritan's Purse, you know, my hope and prayer is that they will, first of all, get to know Jesus. You know, they would all know him in an intimate way, but also love and appreciate the Mm -hmm. ministry and the service because it does come at a cost. You know, some Spouses travel a ton, and some there is, I think, spiritual warfare here. And like you said, I mean, some of the everyone could make way more money and be way more successful in another job somewhere else. But I think Samaritan's Purse is a place where God calls you and He strips you of of you, uses your gifts, talents, and abilities. But um, it is for a kingdom that lasts forever, and so it is exciting and it's wonderful. And so I hope and pray that everyone listening, you know, will just be encouraged and challenged. Um, that when it's hard, because I know there are days that are hard within ministry, um, you can hear these stories and testimonies and be reminded that we are serving a Lord and serving in a way a bit above ourselves and above this earth because this is not lasting you know we are serving a kingdom that'll last forever so thank you for um, sharing your stories and I hope you all were encouraged and blessed as I was 